Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. I am Colleen, and we are a community of people dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. We emphasize the truth and foundation of Scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with Him, and it is our desire and focus to help this be a reality for each person listening. The group becomes a safe place to grow into more of what the Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, this is Deanna, and today, on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about gifts, talents, and blessings. Um, It does sound like a lot for one podcast, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, but we are going to uh, do our best to at least get our feet wet on all these things. Um, But it is super important to start with um, God's heart towards us regarding these things and kind of the role, his heart towards us, and then the role we play on receiving these things. Um, So I want to look at a couple of different places in Scripture, and I kind of want to start in James, which seems um, a little backwards for me. But James 1.17 tells us that every good gift is from God. So when we have good things in our lives, um, instead of taking credit for them ourselves or um, instead of thinking that we have somehow earned them or made them happen, but seeing those as the blessing and the gifts from him, because every good and perfect gift is from God. Mm-hmm. And so, and then in 2 Peter 1.3, um, he reminds us that God gives us everything we need for life and godliness. So that, so when there's something in your life that you need for life and godliness, that God is going to make sure you have it. So if he has called you to do something, if he has put you in a place that requires a gift, that requires a talent, a certain something, then he is going to give you what you need to do the assignment that he has given you. Yeah. So those kind of things are important to know just about God's heart. When I very first started teaching, I remember there was this point. So I started teaching and I was doing it all in my own strength. Let's just be honest. And then there was like this place where all of a sudden I started asking God, okay, what am I, what should I teach? Or this is when we very first, I very first started teaching Bible study. And when I made him a part of it and I gave him the glory for what I was doing, there was so much more there. And it got easier. And it got so much easier. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is so easy. And it's almost like, oh, it was a gift. Teaching wasn't a chore because I was teaching, it was a gift that I was given that I could use and that it was rejoiceful to to be operating in it, I guess yes. you could say. And one of the really cool things about when he gives you the gift of teaching specifically is he teaches you as you get ready to teach others. Yes. He gives you such fresh mm-hmm. bread, just such fresh um, truth that it makes it really exciting to walk out that gift mm-hmm. because it's fresh um, and you're sharing something that just came from the heart of God. And you're just excited to tell everybody. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so it it puts some life into what you're doing. So let's look also at Matthew chapter 7, um, 7 through 11, and it it matches up with Luke 11, 13 really well. This is the set of scriptures that tells us to ask and seek and knock. Um, And if we do those things, then... We're going to be heard. We're going to be answered. We're going to find. Um, he's going to open the door for us. Um, but there is that place that you do the asking. Mm-hmm. You do the seeking and you do the knocking. And um, one of the things I just, I know from a little bit of Greek, if you look at these verbs um, in the original language, the original Greek language, um, and I'm going to try not to get too English professor on you here, but in the English language, <laughs> we have um, tenses, like past tense and present tense and present future tense and all the yucky things that you had to diagram sentences with when you were in high school or junior high. But in the Greek language, there are way more t- verb tenses than there are in the English. So we think we have a lot. We ain't got nothing on the Greeks. <laughs> nothing. So the way that this would read, if it was correctly, or if it was translated specifically. I'm okay. 
All right, sorry. Colleen. Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. <laughs> she did it. So if we were going to translate these verses into the, the uh, intent um, in the Greek translation, it would be knock and keep on knocking. Uh, seek and keep on seeking. Mm. Um, ask and keep on asking. Mm. So it is a continual, and and if you are in relationship with God, you know mm-hmm. this to be true from your own experience. It, he, it is not a one-time seek and find. This is a continual treasure hunt, a continual seeking him because he's going to keep bringing you in to more and more and more and deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so our responsibility is to want it, Mm -hmm. to want what he has for us, to want everything and leave nothing on the table because Mm -hmm. we didn't choose to ask or seek or knock. Um, This is applicable even when you don't know what you're asking for. Mm. So when I... I'm just going to ask that question. Yeah, even when you don't Mm -hmm. know what you're asking for. And this is going to be so true of our beginning. No, this is so true of our entire relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, when I first started seeking him, I just would ask him things. I didn't know what the answer was. (laughs) Just, hey, I want more of you. I want to see your face. I want to, you know, I want to hear your voice. I just asked questions. I didn't know what it was going to look like when it happened. And now I'm in a season where I'm doing a lot of asking and seeking, and I don't know what I'm looking for, and I don't know what I'm asking for. But I just want everything he has. I don't want to leave something because I... But here's the thing. When you start seeking him, he puts inside of you just this seeker heart that you can once you find, you want to find again because the finding is so exciting and so perspective changing mm-hmm. that you're like, mm, can't stop with this. If I found this, what else is in there? What else mm-hmm. is in there? Can you imagine like what other treasure can we find mm-hmm. as we keep asking? So in, in regards to this specific place with the gifts and talents and blessings, you may have to start asking and seeking for something you don't have any idea what it's going to look like in your life, mm-hmm. but know that because God is good, it'll be good. It's going to be good because he is good. Mm-hmm. He's not going to give you something bad. I know when I first started receiving um, spiritual gifts from him, I wanted to return them. And I returned <laughs> this gift oh, for a different gift. I've been given gifts that I haven't opened, let me okay. just say. <laughs> You know, and and that's going to be the case. I didn't open some of my gifts for a year or two after the fact of getting them because Mm -hmm. I had no earthly idea what to do with them. Um, Don't judge me. And don't don't follow (laughs) our very bad example on that. But know that in God's goodness, he gives you space to figure it out. Mm -hmm. He gives you space. And he also puts people in your life that will keep encouraging and keep maybe hounding a little bit and laughing with you. Um, as you seek that. Yes. So the picture I kind of want you to have in your head is a Christmas tree or a birthday party mm-hmm. with a table full of gifts or a tree full of gifts. Um, and they're all pretty and they're wrapped well. Um, there is no way, and only know this because this is who I am and I know who my children are, <laughs> that you would leave some of those gifts under the tree. No, I wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. On Christmas morning, I promise you, if there's a gift that hasn't been opened, the kids are like, who's is that? Who's is that? Mm-hmm. It was probably some relative we hadn't seen yet. <laughs> but for yeah. the most part, we're not leaving something mm-hmm. unopened. Mm-hmm. We want all of them. Mm-hmm. And we need to see God as the ultimate gift giver. And not only just gift giver, but he gives us what we need at the right time and the right moment. I have given plenty of gifts in my time that were inappropriate for the time and place, and sometimes on purpose. Like, if you're giving a gift to a kid that's just been born, you're like, well, there's so many people buying you presents. I'm going to get you something for when you're three to six months old. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we do that. Or I get my daughter something for school that starts in a few months or whatever. But God gives us gifts, and he knows us so well that they're well-timed, even if they don't feel well-timed to us. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not ready to open them. Maybe he knew it was going to take you a year to open a gift before you started using it. So he gave you time to just get used to it in your skin. Like, just get used to it. Mm-hmm. So his timing is perfect. Now, I want to finish the verse. Um, I want to look at verse 11. 
of uh, Matthew chapter 7 and Luke eleven thirteen, which is it tells us that if we who are evil, guys, we have a sinful nature mm-hmm. and, and Jesus is the one talking here, guys, this isn't someone else speaking. If we who are evil know how to give good gifts to our kids, and we do, I we mean, do. we know how to give good gifts to our kids. If we do, how much more will our heavenly father give good gifts to us? And in Luke eleven thirteen, it says, how much more will our Heavenly Father give us the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. So I want, as we put those two together, that God is going to give us good gifts. But the best gift <laughs> is the gift of the Holy Spirit yes. that lives within us, that enables us to open those gifts, that enables us to seek, that enables us to have a relationship. The Holy Spirit is the best gift. Mm-hmm. And it came because of Jesus' sacrifice. We have mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit inside of us. And we have that treasure as a direct result of the sacrifice of Jesus Mm -hmm. um, and his willingness to be the sacrifice for our sins. So I have a question. So I know we've been talking a lot because we have a class coming up on the kingdom. So Luke 11, 13 says, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to ask him? Who ask him? So, are you getting more of the Holy Spirit, or are you just receiving Him for the first time? You get more. What? Okay. You get more. Um, How much more? Yeah. You can have... Um, one of the things that happens in Acts, Acts chapter 2, they receive the Holy Spirit for the first time right. at Pentecost. But you find later in like chapters 5 and maybe even 6 and 4, where the room is shaken... Um, and I want to say that's chapter four, and they receive the Spirit. It fills them again. It's like greater. It's more. It's uh, just yeah. more. And some of the time, the more is to refill us. As mm-hmm. we pour out, He fills I us see. back up. Mm-hmm. But also, as He deals with things in us and we get rid of some of the yuck, mm-hmm. those places are refilled with the Spirit. So maybe you got rid of all jealousy. Maybe you got. Maybe you have forgiven mm-hmm. some people. Well, now you have more space in mm-hmm. you for more of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So staying as full as we possibly can be Mm -hmm. um, allows us to operate in as Mm -hmm. much as he has for us. Um, I've heard you say before that we like live in this tension of it's complete and we're still growing. Yes. So I, I, I think the Lord is just trying to change my mind into a growth mindset. Like don't limit me. Mm -hmm. Don't have that mentality where there's something limited. There's always more to receive, even always. more of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Even though he's in me and I have him, I can still have more. Yes. Yeah. There's always more, which um, it is attention. Boggles my mind. It, and, it, and here's the thing. We serve a God that is so big mm-hmm. and so unimaginable that often we're going to run across things like this mm-hmm. that... Two things are true. You're completely, you have the Holy Spirit. You are sealed. You are redeemed. You are filled with the Spirit. But you also can receive more. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, those can't go together. have something and not have all of it? But (laughs) you have all of it, but you can have more of it. And that's, you're like, what? (laughs) God is so big that he can be both. That Yeah. And if we served a God that we could completely understand, that wouldn't be very fun. Because the seeking Mm -hmm. and the diving in for more is just part of him. Yeah. It's just part of him. So good. Okay. So we're going to start with a look at the gifts. Um, Colleen and I were talking about this before we got started. Mm -hmm. And I need you to hear that these gifts, and Paul is the one who wrote both of these, Romans and 1 Corinthians, where we're going to look. And it's really easy to remember. It's Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Mm -hmm. And you are going to get a list of gifts. Mm-hmm. But I want you to know, God isn't limited <laughs> to Paul's list. Right. Um, I have absolutely received gifts that aren't on this list. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that as you were to list your gifts without looking at these lists, you have received gifts that aren't on this list. Mm-hmm. Paul wasn't trying to make some comprehensive checklist. Right. He also wasn't, um, I'm going to say this carefully, he also (laughs) wasn't creating a list so that we could create a test. Mm. Which gift do you have? Which gift do you have? Um, I'm not going to say that spiritual gift tests don't have a place, 
but that wasn't his purpose with these lists. He Mm -hmm. just was throwing out some things that God has given and that Mm -hmm. God places that he moves and does. And honestly, I would say that these gifts may be a great space to start. They're some of the more common giftings, um, and they're a good place to start. But they are not comprehensive, and we are not going to limit God. Right. That's what... So... This is why I love Salty. This is why I love this community because it adds in the portion where you just ask God. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And in our, I think we try to um, give a test or we want people to have resources to know what they're supposed to do with God. It's all in good heart. But if that person just went to God and had a relationship with him, he could reveal anything that they needed. Yes. And that's why I love Salty. So one of the things, like Colleen said, if you sit with God and mm-hmm. say, hey, can you show me what gifts yeah. I have? Can you show me what gifts you want to give me? Um, what gifts am I working in? Um, what gifts do I need in this space? Mm-hmm. I know that we um, recently had um, Tim, um, a gentleman that is part of Salty, start a men's small group. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some gifts that he was absolutely going to need to be able to do that small group well. One of them was the gift of discernment. Mm -hmm. Because as you're leading people to hear God's voice, you need to be able to discern when they have heard well and when they haven't. And so he he was also going to need the gift of prophecy so that he could speak into whatever Mm -hmm. God was putting on his heart, into what um, they were saying and hearing. Oh, that's so good. And so we prayed about it, and God gave him those gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, Through the laying on of hands of somebody that was already walking in those gifts, he was able to receive those gifts and that night start using them. So Mm -hmm. sitting with Jesus and saying, hey, what do I need? What are you calling me to? Um, and then being in a community where people can easily share gifts and help you grow in gifts, because that's probably important to say, gifts do not come fully matured. Um, like anything, um, it requires practice, it requires use, um, it requires messing up. Mm-hmm. Some of the time, our best learning happens when we've done it wrong, because you're like, whoop, won't do that again. Uh, my daughter has a gift, like, is just really good musically. Mm -hmm. Um, She's great. She can play piano by ear, but she can also do notes and stuff, and she's just been good at it. She's had piano lessons since she was five. Um, But one of the things that she and I had to discuss a lot was, even though you have a gift, it still requires a lot of practice to improve it and to grow it, and it required being in a community with someone who was better than her Mm -hmm. so that that gift could be grown. Um, eventually you get to a place where I'm not going to ever say you've arrived because the gift continues to grow, but Mm -hmm. she'll eventually be in a place where she will teach Mm -hmm. that gift to others because she will have learned enough. Um, that is going to be true with any gift that God gives you. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to have to be used and it's going to have to be grown, which means using it in community so that you have a space for Mm-hmm. Um, just some help yeah. and some feedback. Feedback, feedback yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. Um, when we do small group, seeing other people's relationship is almost just as helpful for me as it is having my own. Because I can see God in them. I can see God working in them. And then we all know that you approach the Bible as if, if, if it's in there and they can experience it, I can experience it too. So it's almost like if you see it around a small group table, it's like, oh, if they can do that, or it, or there was a situation where they didn't hear, and then you know what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's really good. So Paul, um, in First Corinthians 12, he says, now, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be uninformed. Mm. I mean, that's as black and white as you can get. Hey, guys, I don't want you to not understand this. I want you to understand that God does give spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit inside of us gives us gifts. And what are the gifts for? For the building up of the body. Mm -hmm. For the body. not. And sometimes we, um, I'm just going to say this, the body of Christ is the body of Christ. It is not limited by Congregation, it is not limited by ministry, it is not limited by what sign is on the door. It is the body of Christ. And you may be called 
to use a gifting, maybe that you find here with Salty, but you're called to use it in your congregation where God has placed you, mm-hmm. or maybe a different ministry, or maybe in your family. Mm-hmm. But the body of Christ is a is a group of believers that are not separated by walls. They're not separated by denomination. They're not separated by color. They're not separated by anything. Mm-hmm. They just love God. Mm-hmm. And they have received Jesus as their Savior, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of them. And they're part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And our gifts are for building that up. Mm -hmm. Whatever God decides it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not usually for us to decide Mm -hmm. what that's going to look like. Um, And that's that's probably best. Mm -hmm. Because we would limit what God wants to do with the gifts he gives us. I sure do. Do that. We would limit it. I do. So that was 12-1, don't be uninformed, know what's available. Mm-hmm. And then he gives us this list, and he says there's all these different kinds of gifts, but there's one spirit that gives them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to challenge you to maybe look at the list from Romans chapter 12 or 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 12. But um, I want to look at verse uh, chapter 14 in 1 Corinthians verse 1. Um, and he's so maybe we should say this really fast. So 1 Corinthians 12 is all about spiritual gifts. And it talks about specifically how we're one body with all these different members and we have different gifts and different things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then verse chapter 13, 1 Corinthians 13, which is often read at weddings, mm-hmm. is the chapter of love. I promise you, Paul didn't just stop talking about gifts. And then say, oh, let me write a chapter that people can use in their wedding. Um, And then let me go back to talking about gifts in 14. Chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians is all about gifts. Mm -hmm. If you have a gift, but it is not used from a place of love, it is worthless. Mm. As children of God and God is love, we will be known by our love So you are not known, I am not known by my gift of teaching or my gift of prophecy or my gift of whatever. We should be known by our love. And everything we do has to come from that place of love, especially gifts, especially gifts. Um, They have to come from a place of love. And Paul makes that super clear in 1 Corinthians 13, that it is all about love. Mm -hmm. So 14 starts out with pursue love. And earnestly desire Mm -hmm. spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. But let's just stick right this second with earnestly desiring gifts. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe that seems uh, a little, oh, no, we just want to know God. We shouldn't always ask for things. Okay, Paul is giving us permission to earnestly desire. Mm -hmm. Guys, this means really want it. Have you ever really wanted something? Um, you figure out how you're going to get it, or you say it enough that it eventually comes to be. I, okay, I'm just kidding. I want a puppy. Now, <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> I want a puppy. Now, I have some When things. I met you, you hated animals. I, I really kind of did, but I'm getting older. I think older. a dog died at your house and you didn't care. Probably so. Probably so. I live on a ranch. Death and life is part of the ranch business. But now I'm in a space that I eventually want a puppy. Now, there's some things that have to happen. Like, I have to get rid of some children and their dogs. They have to move out, you know, and there will be space. Because right now at my house, there's like six dogs. Um, I have a grand dog now, though. My son has a dog. And having it being a grandmother dog person thing it's changed me a little Mm -hmm. bit like I'm I kind of spoil this little dog um not a little dog it's a German shepherd so it's growing quickly but anyway I want this dog (laughs) so I've started researching I've started studying I know that I want an f1 mini golden doodle that is a dark like there's all these things I know I've already named her I want a girl I've already named her I've already started looking at different breeders and who takes well you know good care of their dogs you know all these things. When you want something, even though I know this is a couple of years down the road, and guys, we'll still be doing podcasts by then, I'm sure, and I will tell you about Willa. That's going to be her name. <laughs> and she's going to like Lord pe- of the Rings. Isn't that a name off Lord of the Rings? Willa? Willa? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I know that a friend of mine posted about a little girl named Willa, and I fell in love with that name forever ago. I'm not having any more children. So Mm -hmm. here we go. It's some fantasy movie. I think there's a Willa. Maybe so. But anyway, that's her name. But when you want something, even if it's down the road, you begin to plan and you begin Mm -hmm. to, you know, 
drop hints, like that's what I'm doing. Um, so same thing with God. We can want something, not necessarily know these specifics, mm-hmm. um, but know enough. But here's what we don't want to do. We don't want to think we know exactly what gifts we want and limit the gifts that God wants to give us. Mm-hmm. Gives us. So praying, hey, God, I want whatever gift you have for me. Mm -hmm. And I want you to give me opportunity to use it. I want you to give me a space to be um, a builder in your body Mm -hmm. that I can help build up the church. Like I can help build up whatever it is that you're doing with whatever gifts you choose to give me. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's the thing. As we're faithful with those gifts, Mm -hmm. he gives us more. He just, that's just who he is, um, and it's overwhelming at times mm-hmm. when you sit back, and I mean, I've been in relationship with, with Jesus for, oh goodness, well over 15 or 16 years, and during that time, the gifts um, and the authority and the anointings that he has given me, instead of making you feel arrogant or look at all this I have it is humbling mm-hmm. to realize mm-hmm. all that he has entrusted me with mm-hmm. um, and that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. because it's not just a gift that you use for you mm-hmm. now I'm going to tell you your gifts will bless you mm-hmm. greatly yeah. but that's not the end that's mm-hmm. the just the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. watching God use you to bless other people with gifts he has mm. given you is humbling and exciting and and um, contagious, but mm-hmm. it's also addictive. Yeah. I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I want to do it again. Like the feeling, and I'm going to just borrow from Beth Moore really fast. She says there's no high mm-hmm. like the most high, and nobody can say that better because it is so true. There is no high. There is no adrenaline rush like letting God just do it through you and knowing that right where you stand and right where you're doing, it's him working through you and it is blessing someone else while it is blessing your socks mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Okay, so we might have to edit this out because it might be wrong, but <laughs> we're going to go for it. So in Romans, when Paul very first starts that book, he says, I want to come see you. And you, I, it reminded me because he was like eager. Um He's like, I want to come see you because I want to impart to you a gift. Um, Not that he was going to give them a gift, but he was going to, God gives gifts. We know that. But he says so that we could mutually, so that we could both be edified. So that not only would, when God operated through him, that you would be edified, but he was edified and encouraged just by using it. Absolutely. Yeah. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Because both get, the cool thing about God is as you give to someone else, using a gift, using whatever he's given you, both get blessed. Mm-hmm. Only God can do that. Like, yeah. Only God can make it where everybody in the whole thing gets mm-hmm. blessed by it. Yeah. So so when I, I, so I've taught on gifts before. I did it in Bible study. You probably don't remember, but I did. <laughs> um, anyway, so... I was, I knew that I liked to teach, but I didn't know if it was a gift of mine. So God, through a book that I had read, I want, I want to kind of tell you my testimony and how I figured it out um, and how I started to, when I, I finally got to the place where I was letting God into my teaching, um, was he wanted me, he, I had read a book called The Five Love Languages. And if you don't know that book, the book is written like there's five specific ways that we um, receive love. And how you know what your love language is, is typically how you give love. So I had this thought process in my brain and I was like, okay, so when I'm operating in a gift, how do I give it away? How does it, when somebody approaches me and says, gives me, um, how do I respond to that person? And guys, don't judge me, but my first thought isn't, oh, let me pray for you or let me encourage you in this. Um, My first response is, how do I get more information so I can teach you something? That's how I respond to people. So that's how I figured out I was operating in something God had given me and not something that 
I, it was just part of my personality. Does that make sense? That's awesome. No, yeah. I think that totally makes sense. And so at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm operating in something that God gave me. They're being encouraged. That's how I'm responding. So now I know God's doing it through me. Mm-hmm. So it was very enlightening for that me. That is really good. Yeah. And I think that any of us listening could try the same thing. Yeah. When someone comes to you, what is your response? How do you respond to How them? How do you respond? Mm-hmm. And and especially if you have started walking in relationship, what does God passionately put on your heart to respond? Mm-hmm. See, and I'm not the person that's going to stop and say, hey, can I pray for you? I'm going to get there, but I'm going to want to speak truth. And I'm going to mm-hmm. want to speak what God is giving me. Like, what like is God's... prophetic God's, thing. Yes, yeah. it's going to be, hey, what is God saying in this mm-hmm. moment about what you're ha- what's happening? Like, yeah. what is he showing me? What is he telling me? So it is. It's the gift that I fall back to to the most often is the gift of prophecy mm-hmm. because I've had it the longest. It's the most developed and most used mm-hmm. probably of all my gifts. Um, but yeah, that's a great way to, yeah. to know. If somebody you know, approaches you uh, maybe with questions or with concerns mm-hmm. or with a situation, what is your go? You know, what is your does, go-to thing? What does God give mm-hmm. you a heart for? Yeah. And if it's not, what? How do you respond to your children? Yeah, like that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Like how do it? And I homeschool my daughter, and I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense that mm-hmm. I enjoy it because I like to teach because God works through me through that gift. Yes, yeah, that is awesome. Okay, so what is? So now we're gonna we've looked at gifts, and I do want to encourage you to spend some time mm-hmm. in these chapters. And most importantly, you don't have to have it figured out. Like you could go to a gift like speaking in tongues. What does that mean? What is that? Mm-hmm. It's de- You don't have to have this all figured out. You don't. Um, just start asking mm-hmm. earnestly for whatever gift God wants to give you. Okay, so, but I want to shift a tiny bit and look at talents. Um, This is from Matthew 25, um, 14 and 30. It's actually a parable that Jesus is teaching, and he talks about talent. And I'm going to separate this out just a tiny bit from gifts by saying that a talent is often something that we are, that is God-given at birth. It is something that God gives you, um, like a creative. It is outlet. a creative. It is. It is something that He creates in you. Is a talent something, and it, that it could be just Deanna's definition. You don't have to call this law, <laughs> but a talent is something that God gives you um, from the very beginning. Um, according to my father. As a child, I had an incredible talent for arguing. <laughs> I could, but what it what it ended up being as it, as I grew is I have a talent for selling something. Mm. I can sell you, you know, whatever it is. And, so and you're it, a woo. Yes, I'm and very, that personality. <laughs> and that personality says I can definitely. It is I um, can do that. My son is incredibly athletic. Mm -hmm. That is a talent that he has had since babyhood. The child rolled over. He did all the things Mm -hmm. way too early and way too close together. His baby book is just this jumble of all the things so early. Whereas my daughter was over 14 months before she walked. I was like, is she broken? (laughs) No, but his talent level was so high on physical. Physical. He's just very athletic. Whereas Brooke, um, her talent's... You know, my daughter, her talents lie more in her social ability. She can talk mm-hmm. to, you know, the 80-year-old man as easily as the 2-year-old, as the adult, as that she's just very, she's got a compassionate heart that allows her to absolutely meet with somebody wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. So that's really, that's really cool. So these talents that were given um, from God are, we're still required to steward them well. Mm. Um, just because it's something that you're born with, you don't get to say, hey, it's mine. Mm-hmm. I did this. This is who I am. And that's so often. This mm-hmm. is who I am. This is what I am. Personality tests. Yes. We tend to do that. Like, hey, this yeah. is who I am. I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I'm a this. I'm a that. Um, but in those places, our talents that God has given us, not just for our good, mm-hmm. but for the good of other people, um, and as we use them well, mm-hmm. Matthew twenty five assures us that um, he'll give us more, yeah. and um, he will put us in charge of and give us more responsibility. And I'm looking at Matthew twenty five, and 
kingdom. We've got all things uh, kingdom yes, on the mind. Yes, we do. And it starts with, then the kingdom of heaven will be like. <laughs> um, and the parable of the talents just goes into that. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. And so we have these talents that as we use them within God's kingdom, as we use our talents, he gives us more places to use and more places to use and gives us greater responsibility and greater authority as we use what we've been given well. Yeah. If we ignore our talent, if we mm-hmm. bury it in the dirt, like it happens in the um, parable, if our talent, um, if we feel uncomfortable in our skin, like a lot of things can happen and we bury it. Mm-hmm. And we just need to know that it in, then becomes lost and um, it the doesn't end well. doesn't end well for him. It doesn't end well for the guy that buries his talent. <laughs> so we need to take God very seriously. In fact, it was taken away. It was taken away mm-hmm. and he was like cast into utter darkness. <laughs> I mean, let's just, it's not good. So um, we want to, yeah, he was, he said, cast the worthless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So God takes very seriously how we are responsible with what he has given us. Yes. How we steward well. Yes. Okay. So that's pretty much all I want on talents. Let's talk about (laughs) blessing. Um, The heart of God is absolutely to bless us. Mm Um, he starts blessing in Genesis. Oh, my goodness. He blessed mm-hmm. them from the beginning. Um, blessings, just blessing after blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think it's important to say that um, God's definition of blessing, God's definition of good, don't always doesn't always match ours. And I was actually talking to him today about some blessings in some places um, and he said, I have good for you. And I was like, oh, but that's your definition of good. It may not be mine. And he so sweetly said to me, Deanna, my definition of good is the only true definition. Everything else is counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I was good. like, oh, mm-hmm. yikes. And it is. We always, I always ask God for feel-good blessings. Right. But that's not mm-hmm. the, necessarily the best blessing in a situation. Mm-hmm. The best blessing in a situation is what draws me to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. What um, what pushes me into relationship? What helps me experience Him more fully? Mm-hmm. Those are blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to want things that make mm-hmm. us feel good, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I it's mm-hmm. short term. Yeah, we attach a blessing to an emotion. Oh, for sure. And I think sometimes a blessing, even though the emotion might not line up with what we interpret the definition of blessing but it's still considered in God's truth blessing. Yes. So Ephesians 1.3 tells us that in Christ, we have every spiritual blessing. Mm-hmm. So a spiritual blessing, when we start looking at it from that, you're like, well, what's a spiritual blessing as opposed to a physical blessing? Mm-hmm. So a spiritual blessing is something that we receive and typically use and understand best in the spirit realm as well mm-hmm. as in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It is something that isn't tangible. Mm-hmm. It isn't, we can't feel and touch it with our hands. Mm-hmm. We can't taste it necessarily. We can't see it. Because it is a spiritually given and spiritually received yes. blessing. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it seems as if, and you can tell me if this lines up with truth, that it is birthed from a place of, in, of experience. Absolutely. Of um, relationship or from encounter. It does. Yeah. So spiritual blessing happens, and we most often see a spiritual blessing as we need it or use it. It's going to be something that you encounter and that you recognize typically with spiritual eyes. And we don't always see a spiritual blessing because we're not always looking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for something that we can hang on yeah. to, mm-hmm. something that um, feels good mm-hmm. in the physical. Yeah. But so many times through scripture, and we've talked about this podcast after podcast, is we are to move our eyes Mm -hmm. from the temporal and move them heavenly Mm -hmm. focus on things that are eternal Mm -hmm. and that last forever and so these spiritual blessings Mm -hmm. are eternal blessings yeah they're not something that that moss and rust can destroy Mm -hmm. they are forever Mm -hmm. and it's almost it seems like if we can get our perspective in that space how much more manifestation of what was happening here would come to here if we would just stay up here yes 
For you, sure. You know what I mean? And, but it's hard. It I is mean, we're, so we're going to be honest. Like, it is super hard yeah. to live with your eyes mm-hmm. um, not focused on what's happening right in front of you. Yeah. Because it feels so much more intense because it's right in front of you. Um, but for sure, as we grow in our relationship with both God and with Jesus, we will see mm-hmm. that the more time we spend with them, the more time in the Spirit, those things become as real and more real because yeah. they are eternal than the things in front of us. Mm-hmm. So um, take some time. It does Nothing happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. part of the whole seeking. Yeah. yeah, it's why he told us, to pray it every day that yes. heaven come to earth because <laughs> yes. you got to you because you have to stay you have to to keep that perspective you have to have something in your life daily mm-hmm. that is cultivating that yes for sure mm-hmm. cultivating is a perfect word because mm-hmm. it's this constant feeding in and growing and turning over the soil so that mm-hmm. we keep our eyes um, on the th- on the thing that matters and that's mm-hmm. what's happening yeah. with God and with Jesus in that spirit realm So he has blessings for us. And I don't want to discount that because he is good, he also gives us good things. But we cannot measure our blessing tank from Mm -hmm. God based on the size of our house or the size of our checkbook or the amount of our toys. Yeah. Our blessings are are directly tied to a spiritual Mm -hmm. heavenly place. Yeah. Um, It says seek first. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Seek first. The kingdom of God. So that's where we're going to find our blessing. And so we don't, because otherwise we would look at the apostles and those who have come before us and say, poor guys, they had no blessings Mm -hmm. because they died a martyr's death or because Mm -hmm. they had left everything. When in reality, Mm -hmm. they had the abundant life that Jesus talked about in uh, Mm -hmm. John 10, 10. He came to give us an abundant life, like Mm -hmm. overly abundant Mm -hmm. Um, but that is life in him, mm-hmm. and that's where the blessings start showing up is in our life with him. We've talked so many times, Deanna, about how we give um, earthly definitions to spiritual things. Yes. And I think so many times we give, and there's a spiritual blessing, and we give it an earthly definition, and it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's like telling someone, oh, you are so blessed because they got a new house and a new this and a new that. And they are. They are. <laughs> but when we limit our yes. definition to that, um, we're in trouble. And we here's do. the thing. Mm-hmm. What if that house came by illegal manner? Or mm-hmm. what if it came through deceit? Or what if... Then it's not a blessing. Mm-hmm. It came it's from the enemy. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a, curse. it's a curse. So we have to be careful what we describe mm-hmm. as blessing. We have to make sure that only blessings come from God. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to make sure that we, as we are trying to declare something a blessing, we have to make sure that it came from it came the heart from of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not something that's a stumbling block that the enemy put in our path to distract us from mm-hmm. um, keeping our eyes on him. A temptation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Well, this is really good. So, we are at that part of our time together where we are going to listen for God and see uh, what he has to say about all this. We're going to ask some questions and we're going to listen. But before we get started, as always, we're going to pray and um, just ask him to direct that time. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you right now and um, we just ask for you to be I'm so present in this space. We want to hear what you want us to hear. We want to receive from you. And so, Heavenly Father, I just ask in your mercy and your grace that you will quiet those voices in our head, Lord, that you will um, allow us to just be still in front of you and let our thoughts settle um, so that we can hear what you want us to hear. An enemy, in the name of Jesus, you have no space here. You are bound. You are gagged. You and all of yours may not interfere with what God wants to do in this space, in the name of Jesus. God, we just ask for you to loose the grace of your Holy Spirit in us so that we will be filled and so that we can hear and that your spirit is just alive and um, fervent and fresh in us. We love you. We can't wait to hear from you all this in your precious son's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, question number one. What gift has God given you that you need to start using? 
What gift has God given you that you need to start using? gift do you have my immediate his immediate and constant presence mm, that's good so the lord told me perseverance mm. yeah i know <laughs> that doesn't sound good <laughs> why do we Thanks. always squirt away from we... <laughs> anything from perseverance that we're in long suffering <laughs> yes it just kind of doesn't sound fun why does it know okay number question number two what talent does god enjoy watching you use what talent does God enjoy watching you use? Okay. What'd you get? Okay, so he told me, I didn't even know this was a talent of mine, but I think it might be. Um, I guess if he said it, it is, right? <laughs> I'm thinking that's a good one to go yeah. with. Ah! Um, so, being laid back, easygoing. Oh, for sure is a talent. It's one my husband has in spades. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't know this was a talent. Mm, yeah. For sure. So, mine was writing. Oh. It's also not a talent that I would necessarily say that I have. But mm. he does say that I have. That's not true. Okay, question number three. What blessing does God want to give you? What blessing does God want to give you? Okay, so we might have to do a little teaching here because I can't hear. Oh no. <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I don't. You don't hear anything? I, no, and as soon as I can't hear, I get it in my head that I can't and I just move on. Mm. So, anyway, would you like to listen for okay, me? I will, but I also do want to do a tiny bit of teaching right here. Yeah. It is sometimes incredibly hard to receive something from God. Like we think yeah. we're not worthy. And we think we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness God's blessings and gifts are not dependent on mm-hmm. our merit or our, any of that. Our blessing, His blessings and are all about His goodness, um, not about our um, performance. Mm-hmm. So um, also one of the blessings of being in community mm-hmm. is God often will allow us um, to hear something that he wants that someone else is having trouble hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what blessing does God want to give Colleen? Assurance. Mm. That's what I heard. Yeah. Mm. And I think I had a hard time hearing because I framed my question or I framed the blessing question in the context of the first question, which was the answer was perseverance. So I was like, what am I going to get out of this? Mm. And I don't think I could, I, I just couldn't get there. Fear got in the way. Yeah, I don't think I could get there. Yeah, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was, yeah. What if this isn't something just, I want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so question number four. What talent is God growing in you? What talent is God growing in you? Okay, so the talent he's growing in me is self-discipline. Ooh, mine is rest. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of almost feels like the opposite, but not really. Mm -hmm. Okay, question number five. What new gift does God have waiting on you? What new gift does God have waiting on you?
so he told me healing. Oh, I interesting. Now he told me not something that I'm comfortable with. <laughs> healing. Well, healing is a good thing. Yes. It's knowing what it is he's going to be bringing. Exactly. Forth. Yes. Um. So I heard influence first. And I kind of sat with him for a second, and he said widespread Mm. influence. So, um, I I definitely feel that. uh, For sure. It's not that my feelings matter over here. (laughs) Is it really a gift? It feels more like a responsibility, but I guess all of our giftings are also responsibilities. So, just because it maybe doesn't feel like a gift, it feels like a very heavy responsibility. It is a gift. Uh, that will bless me and bless others. So I'm just going to have to believe that. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I'm going to pray us out, and um, we will catch y'all with the next podcast. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you that you are a God that is good and that you love to give us good gifts and that you are a God that um, you are so involved with every piece of our life um, and you enjoy being that way. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to give us a greater hunger for you, for us to ask and seek and knock um, continually. Lord, I pray that you will just, oh, just build up a desire for more of you and each and every one of us. We love you so much and we thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.